0: everyone to the second episode of Friday's favorite movies Whee! if you're just joining us for the first time on Friday's favorite movies we're just gonna take a little time 30 minutes or less to talk about one of the other's favorite movies Some of them are horror, some of them are dramas, some of them are comedies. You'll never know, it's a big surprise. You'll never know. So this week, it is Maddie's turn. Here it is. And Maddie, what movie did you pick?
1: Uh, We chose Moonstruck for this one. Ah,
0: 1987. 1987. Starring Cher... And Nicolas the, Cage. And Nicolas Cage. Uh-huh. Uh, amongst others. Of course. Uh, what, what is her name, Dukakis? Olympia Dukakis. I, yeah, I Danny, love her. Danny Aiello,
1: John Mahoney, straight yeah, it's, from Chicago.
0: And I guess that he kind of attributes this movie to getting him the Frasier role. John Mahoney? Yeah. Yes, yeah. he does, yeah. Um, but I know this is your, your absolute favorite movie. It is. So why don't you give us just a 30-second pitch on what this movie's about sure. and then we can talk a little bit more about it
1: sounds good so uh this is a movie primarily about love and it's the story of Loretta Castorini Loretta Castorini is a uh Brooklyn Italian girl who has been unlucky in love her entire life and she uh the movie opens up on her having dinner with her uh, current boyfriend mm-hmm. Johnny camareri and they <laughs> The can, names are hilarious Oh my god it's, it's so wonderful Uh, And she gets engaged to Johnny Camerari at this dinner. And uh, that sort of sets off the the entire film uh, and what happens from there. And uh, in the midst of it, uh, we learn that Johnny and his brother, Ronnie Camerari, have bad blood from the time when Ronnie himself was engaged and we don't know what that bad blood is quite yet but we know because Johnny has to go to Sicily to be with his dying mother yeah. that Loretta is the one who has to make it good because the wedding is is going to happen very yeah. soon.
0: You, did you say that he proposed to her? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're engaged now and and Johnny's on his way to Sicily to be with his dying mother and the wedding is going to happen actually pretty pretty quickly here. Mm-hmm. This is not like a very long engagement because that's how it used to be back then. And so Johnny says, look, you got to make it right. You, you have to make it right with Ronnie for me, basically. Mm-hmm. So you got to contact him. Here's his number. Go see him. And so that's what she does. And when she goes to meet Ronnie Camareri, sure enough, she falls in love with him instead. Uh-uh. And so it becomes a movie about um, about a lot of things. It's about family. It's about love. It's about it's about being brave.
0: Do you know what I got? Um, kind of. Uh, they they must have taken homages from this. She must have watched this as a young child and shaped the movie after. Because I I totally get like a. um, my big fat Greek wedding, oh, You a know doubt, what I mean, like without a doubt. some of the things that they I mean, do. You know,
1: like. I, th- I think my big fat Greek wedding was sort of the the Greek answer to Moon. Yeah, thought, sure, sure, sure. Because this is waves. definitely a, like
0: Italian, without like, a doubt.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is, and you know, in, in a lot of ways, this plays up a lot of Italian stereotypes, which we'll talk about later.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but those stereotypes, like like a lot of other stereotypes. Are often based in truth. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, coming from an Italian Croatian family, these are based in truth. <laughs> and this is a film that I've been watching literally since I was in the first grade. Wow. And I started watching it when my sister Dana went and bought the VHS at Suncoast. Remember,
0: oh, Suncoast. Suncoast. Yes, I frequented a many Suncoast. Uh-huh.
1: And I remember there, there was this one night, and I think she actually took me with her to, to the mall, to South Lake Mall in Maryville, Indiana. And she bought just a whole bunch of movies to have. And amongst them, uh, besides like Romancing the Stone, uh, which is another great film, uh, was Moonstruck.
0: Yeah, and this is back when like VHS cost like 19 Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> she, she, she spent, I don't know how she had it, but she spent a fortune that night. And when I started watching the film, um, I think, you know, I was in first grade. And if you haven't seen Moonstruck before, it's a pretty complex film about a lot of adult themes. I think what really drew me to this movie was that uh, it really looked like my family on screen. Sure, it looked like a bunch of crazy people who uh, were uh, were very uh, were very focused on their family, but also were a little just like fuddy-duddy in a yeah. lot of ways. Sure. And that really mirrored what I grew up in.
0: Do you want to know what um, TV show I thought mirrored my life the best? Tell me, please. Roseanne. Oh, my God. (laughs) See, exactly.
1: And I remember, you know, I remember my mom actually liking Roseanne quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And so I remember she always said, it's a real family on TV. Yeah. And so we, we loved watching it. And mm-hmm. that's probably the same reason why we loved watching this. Yeah. So I, I know that this was, you know, I, I didn't go through the whole plot line, but I don't think I have I don't,
0: to. I, we're not here to do that. Yeah, that, that we're here says. to uh,
1: give our thoughts. And so, you know, I, I think if you haven't watched Moonstruck, I think that you should. And I, I'll just give you just a couple of reasons why you should.
0: Were you going to ask me if I liked
1: it? Yeah, but give me just one okay. second. just Because I, I, I do want to know that. But... Uh, Just a couple of accolades about the film. Um, Back in uh, the 88 Oscars, this was up for six nominations, uh, amongst them Best Picture, it won three Oscars. It won Best Actress for Cher. It won Best Supporting Actress for Olympia Dukakis, who is always a gem. And it also won Best Screenplay for John Patrick Shanley. If you don't know John Patrick Shanley, you might have seen a movie called Joe versus the Volcano, which he also wrote. Oh, um, that
0: makes some sense, absolutely. I guess.
1: He also wrote uh, Doubt, which uh, was a play to begin with, um, because John Patrick Shanley is a playwright foremost. Um, doubt,
0: this, doubt the one with the, ner- uh, the nun, yes. right? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: The, the nun and the priest, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the nun in, in the film version was played by Meryl Streep, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the priest is played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Now I remember, yeah. Um, so he's he's a very accomplished playwright. And he's, he's also a very accomplished screenwriter. Um, and I think uh, with this movie especially, he really showed what he had to give. The director is Norman Jewison. Uh, Norman Jewison, you might not know him very well. He's directed, of course, a number of films. If you've ever seen the 70s version of Jesus Christ Superstar, that was Norman Jewison. Oh, yeah. cool. He's, 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 he's an amazing director. And I think he really did a great job of bringing... Um, New York to life in this yeah. film in a way that was uh not really done before is a very realistic way of doing it. Because it was so focused on Brooklyn, uh, the family lives at 18 Cranberry Street, Brooklyn. Um, and
0: I want to know, uh, like, they must have had they must have had this house for like years and years and years. Because there's no way that they can afford that house. Oh, Goodness, <laughs> no.
1: I mean, this is probably a family home that was that like, was passed bought, bought by an Italian immigrant that came really not that long before. Yeah, um, and that is also really part of the movie: uh, Italian roots, Italian immigrants coming to this country. And learning how to make a life. Sure. And learning how to make love happen amongst, did, um, you know, amongst, amongst circumstances that are difficult to get through, like work yeah. and, and love and fidelity.
0: I did like that one moment where he's like, uh, talking about the pipes. Oh my God. And he's like, God. you gotta, gotta get the brass ones. There are three <laughs> types of pipes. <laughs> copper, copper
1: ones. The first is garbage, which
0: you have. and You can yeah. see where that's about <laughs> you.
1: The second is bronze, which is good. Unless something goes wrong, and something always goes wrong, and the third is copper, which is the only type of pipe I use. It costs money. It costs money because it saves money. Jesus. And that's just my little bit for you about how I can pretty much recite the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. So, what did you think of the film? I know this is your first time watching. Yeah, it. as a first how did you time feel watch,
0: about it? um, I gotta tell you, I was like not i i was angry to watch this movie mm. like i didn't want to because you had talked it up so much that there was no way that i it was going to like live up of to what not. you talked it up to yeah. and then also like of course, I waited to the last minute and I was like, you Did know, you watch last night? Yeah, no. I just wanted to watch, I just wanted to get in my pajamas and watch my world of dance and I had to sit down and watch Cher instead. Sorry. But, um, sorry, not sorry. No, needless to say, uh, I have some issues with it. Yeah, sure. Um, but overall, I really liked it. Good. Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. That's good, to hear. Um, I think that my issues, I really only have two. Yeah, sure. Right. Um, I think that, uh, it's a little long. Okay, for the subject matter that's how, actually, explored. How how long? It's like there, hour forty five. Because
1: I've you know I've watched it literally probably at this point 300 sure. times I'd say, and I really forget how long it is.
0: Yeah, it, it's just I think that there's so some like stuff close that, to two hours. Well, and it's an eighties movie, so yeah, like sure. I think they could have just cleaned it up a little bit yeah, right, um, and right. got the same point across. Yeah. And then the only other thing that I was. It took me a little while to like get into the movie because yeah. going into it, I didn't know if this was a drama. I didn't know if this yeah, was a comedy. Sure. I didn't know if it was just like a romance movie. Like yeah, I didn't sure. know what it was about. Um, and so when it first came on, there, there's a couple points in the movie where the tone really shifts, mm. and it, it just seems like it, it's like two different movies at some point. Interesting. Like I'm specifically talking about the scene where she first meets Nicolas Cage because yeah. he is so like in a romance. caricature. In that in that moment, and it's so like slapsticky that it kind of takes me out of it for a minute. Mm. But I think by the end of the movie, it settled into itself. Yeah, sure. So I think it's just like a little off balance in the beginning. Yeah, I, I, th- I think what they really
1: play on there is that Italian passion. Yeah, and but and that wasn't passion; that was just insanity. Well, no, <laughs> I, I think it was really passion. I mean, I think it's I think it's um, you know, so there are so many stories in the film. Yeah, and the story about Ronnie Camerari is that he comes uh you know actually Ronnie is kind of a lot like me in a lot of ways i think <laughs> you know he is a person who has been jilted in love yeah. and feels like he was really dealt an unfair hand and oops there's a pun literally his hand was cut off in a slicer and uh and you know i i think he really i think he really plays that out and i, I think for him what you know? What's interesting about that part down in in the cellar of the bakery, you know, where the ovens are, when Cher first first meets Nicolas Cage, when when Loretta first meets Ronnie. He's is baking the bread. Yeah, and he's baking bread, bread, bread,
0: uh, uh, and he sweats. I do think that this is uh this is probably my favorite part with the um extended cast yeah, because uh, you have like all the workers there and everything and you have oh the girl God, that's yes. in love with him uh, and, and just all their expressions and all their lines. And that's it was the a brilliance
1: really of John Patrick Shanley.
0: Has this ever been a play?
1: No. No, it's okay. never a play. I and I, I I do think that it would play very well on stage. Um, coming from somebody yeah. who has a theater background. Yeah. I mean, it's I, not, not a complicated been, like, set or anything. Like, I've been surprised that they've never done that or that there's never been a Moonstruck musical um, Using
0: I, the music I, of Cher,
1: I kind of, <gasps> I, but I kind
0: of hope that they don't do that. Like, if you're going to, don't you think stage, that'd be kind of amazing, though? It could All be. the music of Cher, but
1: but but also the the thing about
0: the movie too, though, is like mamma Mia realness
1: right? here. But music actually plays a really important role in this film. Yeah, so, you could
0: still use that without a
1: doubt. And you know, the the the, the movie starts with. Oh
0: wait, you, I have a story about this. Yeah, sure, oh, sure, sure. So this movie comes on, and of course. That's that's Amore starts playing, and I look over at Michael, and I go, that's why he fucking loves this song so much. (laughs) Because listeners, I don't know if you know this, but uh, um, if you ever go out to karaoke with With Maddie, Maddie, Maddie. that's the song you're going to hear, and you're going to hear it every time, no matter what, maybe twice that night. It's just how (laughs) it is. And
1: so the movie opens up with That's Amore, and the movie closes with La Boheme. And so you know it, the the movie really sets up music as an important part of what's going on, and it also really sets up the movie as a love story. It it it, it, you know, it, it is a romantic comedy in a lot of ways, um, but you know like where, where you were talking about like, well, is this a drama? Is it a, is it a romance? Is it a comedy? I think it's a little bit of a mix of all of it.
0: Yeah, and I and- think that's uh, where it needs to. It has the movie has to breathe a little bit before yeah, sure. you can really like. Get into it, I yeah. think, because it's it starts off super serious. It does, you know, and then we get kind of these like little moments where you're like, wait, is this is this going to be funny? And then yeah, right, right, right. and then you get the the cellar scene, which is just like like slapstick comedy. Yeah, essentially. I, mean, I
1: mean, it's 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 both serious and funny. Yeah, you know, I mean, because it, it is this man talk. I mean, it's this man who was honestly probably suicidal, right? Mm-hmm. Who is who is who's a baker and never wanted to be, and and who had the love of his life and lost love of his life, and now here he is yeah. and trying to figure out life. And you know the, the 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 passionate speech that he gives about you know come over b- b- over by the wall, Chrissy, bring me the big knife, I want to cut my throat. <laughs> you know it's 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 both comedy and and uh, and serious drama. Because he actually, I just, I, I, he actually I, really does.
0: I, I just, I, I am not a huge fan of Nicolas Cage. I just never have been. No, but n- neither am I.
1: Except in this movie, oh, I see. I this still is, didn't really care for him. This, in this is, movie. and this, and maybe it's because this is, you know, the first thing that I ever saw him in. Yeah, of course. But this is this is one where I where I look at him and I go, oh, I just love you in this, and I wish you would have done more things like
0: this. Yeah. Well, I mean, there yeah. are a few movies that I like of his, but um, for the most part, I stay away from yeah. any and all Nicolas Cage. To be honest. oh yeah sure. No, sorry. Now, Funny enough,
1: when I first went to New York, I, I was in college. And I was with my uh, one of my my dear friends Kelly, and uh, we we went to New York to go see you know see some shows, yeah, of hang course. out, do what you do as you a to,
0: as a young theater child. Right.
1: But of course, I love Moonstruck, so I wanted to go see these places where it was filmed
0: because they're all real places, right? Mm, they, I, so some of them are. I even heard that the uh, or not heard, <laughs> I read that the bakery is an actual bakery Camera is, and it's still yeah. there.
1: Yeah, so it is still there um what the the address that i knew back then when i was a youngin uh is the address that johnny gives the taxi driver when he gets back to the airport uh, after coming back from Sicily, because his mother is still alive, and he's coming back home to tell Loretta that the wedding must be canceled, because his mother is alive. And if they get married, the mother will die.
0: The ending. I, right. I want to devote like, a whole oh, yeah, yeah, section sure, to talk sure. about the ending. So,
1: when he gets to the, when he gets to the, the taxi, he says, 19 Cranberry Street, Brooklyn. And it's, it's just a memorable line from the movie. And so, I made us go to 19 Cranberry Street, Brooklyn. And sure as shit, there was no house yeah. there. <laughs> there was no Gran Tacino, the restaurant. <laughs> Um, but actually, I, I did some reading and then, today. And then Cher
0: came along, and of she course, was like, yeah, right. snap out
1: of it. Actually, no, no. The, the, then the grandpa came along with his dogs, dogs right it. then. Uh, and sure enough, I did some reading today, and uh, some new revelations to me. Actually, the house does still stand. It's just at
0: a different address. It's,
1: it's a few blocks away. Gotcha. Um, so the house is still there. The Grand Ticino is also still there. It's also a few blocks away. It's not called the Gran Ticino um but where so much of the movie's action happens is right there. And actually one of the best scenes in the movie happens at the Grand Ticino, and I want to talk about that specifically. And that's when Olympia Dukakis is is there dining alone because mm-hmm. she knows that her husband is having an affair on. Exactly. Her. And uh, also there is John Mahoney. Mm-hmm. And John Mahoney throughout the film goes on a number of dates with younger people also like me, his students. Uh-huh. And not like me, but younger people for sure. Um, and all of his dates at the Grand Ticino always end up in a big glass of vodka being tossed upon him. And so uh, at, at this particular night, when when, uh, when Mrs. Castorini is there, uh, she sees it happen and she kind of giggles. And then they catch each other's eye and John Mahoney ends up joining her for dinner. Mm-hmm. And what it turns into is a really beautiful discussion about the nature of love mm-hmm. and the nature of marriage. And I think it's really important. And um, I think for for a split second, Mrs. Castorini, played by Olympia Dukakis, allows herself to sort of uh, delve into a romance that maybe she's never had with her husband, or maybe used to have and lost. Yeah. And and uh, they they find themselves, and they they you know they they have some dinner, they have a couple of drinks, and then and then John Mahoney walks her home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On the way home, the grandfather sees them. And uh, says some words in Italian because he thinks that they're having an affair. Little does he know that is not the case. Well,
0: they're like linked arm in arm. I mean, what is he supposed to
1: think? And so when they get back to the Castorini house, John Mahoney asks to come inside. And and he does his
0: best, like, baby, it's cold outside moment, where he's like, I'm cold, come in. (laughs) Right. And what Olympia Dukakis says
1: is basically, no. And he's like, oh, well it's it's very cold out
0: here. Well he's not used to people saying no Say to him. no to him. Yeah.
1: And and she says, No, you're a little boy and you like to be bad. Mm-hmm. And and then she also says back at the restaurant, what you don't know about women is a lot. And it's a really honest,
0: beautiful moment. Yeah, I think she she's probably my favorite character oh, in this. She
1: just yeah. shines in this movie. I mean Olympia Got she she always signs, sh- shines shines. Um, but she shines especially in this film. She deserved that Oscar all the way, and 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 she really shows us what um, I think she shows us in this film what commitment is about. Even when you know something is terribly wrong,
0: I think it's so funny that um, when they're in the at the dinner or at the breakfast table, and everything is being revealed, like oh, so and so is having an affair with so and so and so and so and so and so, blah 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 blah. And the uh, the the is it like the aunt and uncle, or is it like the when neighbor? They get there, yeah, yeah, when they yeah, get there and they're the just aunt like, and uncle, uh, what's aunt and uncle. going on? <laughs>
1: so what are we doing? Waiting.
0: Yeah, for Johnny Camarena. And then, um, and then everyone's silent,
1: and the grandpa goes. Someone tell a joke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the best lines in the movie.
0: Um, and then uh, she just kind of says, she just says something along the lines of, um, "Was I a good wife?" Yeah. And uh, and
1: and then and then Danny Aiello, saw, or wait, that's not Danny Ayello. Um, I, f- I forget I forget the actor's name right now. But he says he goes, "Yeah."
0: Yeah, and she's like, "Well, then you can't see her ever again." And he's kind of caught off guard because he's like, "Oh and shit, I've been caught." He stands up and he slams the table. And
1: he sits back down and he says, "Okay." And then it takes a moment, and you can see it in her eyes; she's welling up with tears. Mm-hmm. And all she can say right there is te amo," which is "I love you" in Italian. Right? And and I mean, it it, it, it can make me cry right now. It's um, one of
0: those things where I'm like, "Wow, he really got like away with that." Oh, uh, like you know what I mean? I <laughs> mean, there
1: there are issues of infidelity that we should talk about. But what's great about it is that he suddenly realizes. What he's doing, yeah, yeah, and and he even says before that he says, he says something on the lines of, uh, "There comes a, t- a time in a man's life when he realizes his life is for nothing, and that is a bad and scary day." And she says, "Your life is not for nothing, yeah, and well, it becomes this moment of just beauty and." reality mm-hmm. because this movie is so much about like the fairy tale version of love and the real version of love and the intersection in there somewhere of what that is. Sure. And we really get to delve in and explore it in terms of an Italian family that is based on traditional love.
0: Yeah. You know, it, what I mean? it's definitely the movie is definitely filled with um men who feel that they are entitled to something because mm-hmm. they are men. Uh, and I think that that goes down to all of them, even the grandpa, because even when he goes to the cemetery, the which cemetery, I, was, I was confused yeah. on the cemetery part, but that's yeah, fine. Which is great. Um, it's a great scene that he just like it's like no dogs allowed. And he just takes him in any way. My brother bottled a milk flower. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like um, they're just all like in, it's it's the epitome of men. like men entitlement. All yeah. the Italian men. Yeah.
1: Old Italian men ruling the ruse.
0: And I think there's a part at the very beginning where, um, before he proposes to her, that they're sitting there and um, John Mahoney's character gets the, the water splash in his face. Uh-huh. And then he's like, look at that. A guy who can't control his woman. Yep. And a was, man who can't control his woman is funny. <laughs> and the, I, it, His character was... Well, I, it took me... I, I could not wrap my... John Mahoney's character? No, 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 no. Uh, Danny Aiello's character? Yeah. yeah. He just has so many weird moments where I'm like... He's a mama's boy. Yeah, but he also has that moment where he's like, "Oh, I can't control his woman." Yeah. So it's like it's he, he is a weird character. Yeah, then, I, I I
1: th- I think he's somebody who never came to a full realization of who he is. Yeah, sure. And um and I I think that's that's really possible, especially with immigrant communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't mean that in like a a, a derogatory way. I, I what I mean is when you allow yourself to be completely based on an old way of thinking. Um, in this case, an old Sicilian way of thinking about things. Um, I mean, and we see that throughout his character, the the entire film. Yeah. You know, he literally because his mother survives whatever like deathly sickness she has. He's going to cancel his <laughs> he wedding.
0: Just, he just like gets better. <laughs> I mean, like I mean, like who on earth would do that?
1: I know. Except for somebody who is relying on literally old like folk tales. Yeah. From Sicily. Uh-huh. And so it's it's this strange thing that happens. Oh, and you um, know, but you... thankfully, thankfully. We have a character like Loretta. Mm-hmm. Because Loretta is this character who we think will make the wrong choices. And and even when she's making the choices that we think might be right, we're worried about what is she doing? What yeah. is it gonna be? But then it turns out that her bravery, her courage, her tenacity for love.
0: Well, it all gets a nice little bow.
1: Yeah, I mean her <laughs> her 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 um her her heart's urge to survive really comes out in this film, and that's why for me it's just, it's such a beautiful film because she she experiences so much. Her husband is killed by a bus. Yeah, she doesn't have any kids. Mm-hmm. She
0: lives with her fucking mother, who who drives well, her insane. I got the feeling that they want her. It's like a, multi-gener- oh, it's out. Like a multi-generational because situation. That, that's,
1: that's the way it used to be. Yeah.
0: And that's the way it still is with a lot of Italian families now. And you know, but I, I that- do love me... A good makeover scene. Oh
1: my god! And the makeover scenes in this are so good. And oh my I because
0: of the whole first half of this movie, I was like, share. Oh. We need to get rid of those grays. Uh,
1: and then literally, <laughs> they talk about oh, getting rid of
0: those grays. Yeah. like like literally yeah. in
1: the salon. It's beautiful and when she walks out and the nuns. See her, I know. Oh my god, it's so. And
0: they're like fucking oh funny. God. And she's
1: like, oh god, what have yeah. I done? And then and then the guys whistle at her. Yeah, like at the same it's, time. It's
0: typical like eighties. Oh, like, it's
1: perfect. Like shtick. It's perfect formula. But, it's it's wonderful. Yeah.
0: I liked it. Um, like I said, I just had a few issues, no, sure. um, but I think so. I th- I was I've been thinking about this, and mm-hmm. um, I feel like we need not like a grading system, mm-hmm. but I feel like um, considering we're making each other watch our favorite movies, that we should either just give like a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I oh, think it's great idea. So we'll go back to our first episode, which was Friday the Thirteenth, and I'm going to ask you. Was that a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Oh, it's a thumbs up. Okay, duh. And for Moonstruck, I'm I will say yes, it's thumbs up. Oh, d- double
1: thumbs up here for sure. And sh- I assume you were a thumbs up for Friday the Thirteenth. Oh,
0: obviously. well, n- we don't need to know oh. that for like ourselves. Yeah. We're bringing these movies <laughs> yeah, to I mean, each other, great. so you know we're sort of bringing
1: back uh, you know Siskel and Ebert here. Yeah, and and yeah, I, I think for me, yes, I I, I do want to talk about one thing, one more thing about, okay. about yeah. Moonstruck, and I want to talk about it because it's. Um, you know somebody asked me yesterday actually cuz I, I was telling them about how we were recording this tonight um, about you know well hey has has how is the film you know aged for you and i said you know actually it's it's really interesting because the film really does deal with infidelity yeah in a lot of ways and you know, for me, I'm I'm somebody who has experienced infidelity. I've I've never cheated on somebody, but I've been cheated on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, those times welcome to the club. Right, yeah. And you know, the the times that I've been cheated on obviously have, um, they've either been you know whatever, or they've been extremely uh, heart wrenching.
0: Yeah, it's you know, like it's periods. like either like oh well, we only went on a couple dates, whatever so like, whatever. Anywhere,
1: or I loved you and you really hurt, you yeah. really broke my heart, right. And so, ah, uh, young love, exactly. And so, you know, for me, um, it's something interesting for me to think about because I've I've always thought about infidelity in terms of black and white. Mm-hmm. What I think is interesting about this film is that it deals with infidelity in a in a very human way um and this is not the, the type of inf- infidelity that I've experienced before for sure right
0: well i mean her mom plain like asks her do you do you love him to about the about the uh, fiance yeah. and she's like N-no. no
1: good cuz if you love him they drive you crazy cuz they know they can and so yeah you know l- like i was saying it, this film really does deal with infidelity in a really human way and it's, it's not just some black and white uh, treatment of it. It really delves into the nuances of what humans do uh, for themselves and to each other. And, you know, like I was saying, too, this isn't the type of infidelity that I've dealt with before. Um, but, uh, but what's interesting is that I, I can understand this because it's, um, it's a story about people who find love in its most authentic form. And and that's really what it's about. Sure, sure. Is is the bravery to live into what love brings you to. Yeah. And 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 if we um if we can get anything out of these lives of ours that are so full of struggle and strife and disappointment and sadness, if we can get real love. Like, Loretta and Ronnie experience. Crazy town love. Then isn't it worth it? Maybe. You know?
0: I don't know. I, uh, I,
1: yeah, yeah, I get it. I don't even think maybe. I, I think yes. I think I think yes. That's the lesson from the, from the film. Yeah. Is don't, go for it. Well, and don't settle. Don't settle ever. Yeah. Loretta was settling for Johnny because of her past experiences. And when she met Ronnie, she understood she had a chance to never settle again and that's the brilliance of it and you know it's 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 beautiful just for that
0: all right well with that, I think that will be the end of our episode. How much fun? Yeah, we like this movie. Um, you can find uh, Moonstruck on Amazon Prime for yes. rental for three bucks. Uh, sadly, it's not streaming anywhere right now, but, but every it, now and then it, it goes in and out you know Netflix
1: in yeah. here and there. So. so keep a lookout for it give yeah. a give it,
0: a, look, give it a, a good watch. tell us what you think um, and uh, thank you so much for listening and I think that will be the end. Uh, I just wish everyone a great evening, day, morning, whenever you're listening to this. And And always remember, get slayed.
1: And hey, that's Amore.